was a call. No. You say no. No, no way. The song, we gotta set the song first. A few, a few shows. Or no. You're not gonna omit the song on day two. Uh, what if yeah. we start with the laugh? Good ah, point. Ah, and then it then starts the, song. the music. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, you know, the more that I think about this, you're absolutely right. Music, no demented laughter. But it's, I it's kind of disgusting. It is a nice soundbite, and I wouldn't mind just using it sporadically from time to time. Right? Right. Yeah. I hear you there. You know, I feel the same way about the Howard Dean thing, too. <laughs> And we're going to Omaha. And we're going to Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. We're on. We're on. Are you serious? We're on like, like you, Donkey Kong. Like you don't even signal. Is that, is that a correct usage of that phrase, yeah, Donkey Kong? Close enough. You, you don't even signal me that we're going? No, no. Going. Just hit the button and go and start talking. talking. Hey, well, that's what the show is. We just... You know, I know, but I we're not a couple of hillbillies anymore. But we're not hillbillies anymore. But I could have sat here for ten minutes. I mean, what? We're just a, a couple of dudes in the moment. Would you have let me sit here for ten minutes? Do you know what I mean? No. No. No, I would have alerted you. You would have alerted me way before ten minutes. Okay, but we were thirty seconds in at least. So yeah, probably, probably. So had you had any inclination to interrupt me at that point? Or okay, it... so we've got this thing where we, you know, where we're talking under the music, and then we come up, and the music goes down, and and so that's kind of a thing yeah, that we do. Well, it's not a thing we do; it's a thing radio shows do. I don't. It's I've not never, some nuance we I've never with. heard that before. It always happens. I've never heard that. You're listening to the Jim Rome show? Maybe not. Oh, okay. Does he do that? Well, he starts with uh, Welcome to the Jungle, which is a great intro. Right. You, know, start, you know how that song starts out. Yeah, like, sure. It gets, well, it gets going, gets going, and then it's going. And then after a couple stanzas, you get the guy live from Southern California. That guy comes in. You know what I mean? But you're pumped up listening to the song. All right. That's the idea. There's, 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 it's pumpy. All right. We'll let uh, we'll let uh, Dracula play out a little a little longer today. So it if, already if you, happened. If you've yes, if you've heard, if you've heard our opener, you know that we let it go a little longer than there, that's than fair. normal. We already know that. You already <laughs> must know that by now. Since, yeah, right. See, we keep forgetting we're not live. Yeah, well, hey, hey, I add this in later. I add the music in later. Look, keep in mind when you listen to the archives of these shows, we were a live broadcast for a year? More. Oh, for more yeah, I'd a say year. a year and a half. Now, since COVID, yeah. we are no longer live. Because we lost our studio. We lost our studio, and now we are here in a great studio. And can talk the way real people talk. Did you feel you were stifled? In the live format? Is that the deal? No, I didn't really. You can't say curse words? Is that the problem? You know, see, the thing of it is, shit is not a curse word anymore. It's in the New York Times. Yeah, but we say worse things. You know, I, I drop at least three F-bombs per show. Yeah, right. Okay. That's not that much worse either, though. Well, some people don't like to hear 
foul language when they're listening to something. It feel it sounds aggressive. So those words are becoming increasingly less foul. There's, I, a, there's still a few left. They're foul, but I think now you don't look at the F word like it's a foul word. You look at it like it's a, a sleazy, not a classy word for someone to say. And once again, way. there's some context there, too. There's so. context there as well. But. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could say, oh, I get fuck all about that, you know. You don't need to say it. You can say we were saying F word for people today. We are? Well, I thought we would just do F word. For... Too late. Well, it's too late now. Right. Because we don't edit. We don't beep. You getting them unvarnished, unfiltered, don't say another bad embedded. Word. Don't say another bad word. Okay. See, that's a pretty bad word still. Okay. <laughs> pause. Pause. I'm not gonna pause. I can't. I can't have that. <laughs> I really can't. All right, I'll cut it out. You will have to cut it out. Okay, I'll cut it out. Can you? Sure. Okay, then let's stop talking about it. Since it's <laughs> got cut out. Uh, that's all I'm gonna cut out, though. And people will have to wonder what I said. Okay, that's fine. Okay. All right. Oh, I like that. <laughs> You don't need to push the envelope to show that the envelope can be pushed. Okay? There is something to be said for restraint, I think. You know, and you're definitely preaching to the choir there. I mean, so many people use those words as a crutch because they, don't, they can't come up with a better word. You know, right. they can't. They, and so it, it defeats nuance in their language. So I'm, I'm, you're preaching to the choir there. I, I completely agree. Um, if you want to, you know, be more precise in your meanings. I've never listened to this show. Okay, but I know that, I mean, I wouldn't, but <laughs> it's not really my thing. Um, but I feel like, I think we need to tone that down a little bit. I think we need to get more academic, less, less with the F words moving forward. What do you think? I mean, do you want to do, do this with me? Sure. Um, and I don't mind. I like the idea of speaking in the vernacular. Speaking the way speak, people really speak. Okay. You know, I mean, I look at that language in movies. How many movies avoid that language, you know? Well, if something's made for television. You know, they kind of have to, I mean, yeah. you're in a heated situation. You got guys firing guns at each other and there's no bad words. I don't think that's realistic. It's not realistic. I yeah. don't think that's realistic. Yeah. How can you have a war movie? But With, that was World War II. Yeah, but they didn't have bad words in World War II. Yes, they did. Bastard was oh, the worst word. Oh, no. We're not going to go through the curse words of World War II, but I, I, to me, it seems like people from that era... You, you, think, you think that because of those black and white movies. Yeah, that is why. Absolutely and, not and true. And grandpas and stuff like that. It wasn't true in the Revolutionary War. You're saying they had bad language during the Re Revolution? Oh, boy. So, there's a, a story told about when Washington had just taken over the army. He's, he's coming, the, the ad hoc army somewhere between 15 and 30,000 people who had come together at Cambridge outside of Boston to keep the British bottled up there had just had just come on their own just right because the British had you know killed some people in Lexington right so it takes a couple of months but Washington gets up there to take charge of the quote-unquote army okay and um, so there's this scene where he 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 comes up and he's looking at this ragtag mob of right. upwards of 30,000 people mm -hmm. and I mean there's nearly ungovernable black backwoodsmen from Tennessee and Kentucky 
You know, they're selling uh, Indian moccasins. Coffee's garbage. Keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, and I mean, they're living in mud huts. They're just, it's just this mass of humanity that's completely, you know, chaotic. Chaotic. Not, not so there's a couple of guys fighting. Right. And... Uh, this is a really long story. Okay, so Washington hollers at them to stop okay. fighting. Stop fighting, you ruffians. They totally ignore him. They ignore him. Well, they you keep... don't do that to Washington. You don't ignore Washington. So, swearing a blue streak, he mm -hmm. races down off his horse, according to the story, grabs these two guys by the scruff of their neck, pulls them apart, calls a sergeant over, arrests these guys, okay. and take them away. Okay. But, uh... Blue streak. Blue streak. Okay. So the same thing with uh, Baron de Kalb, when uh, he famously, he was brought in, it was a German soldier brought in to whip the army into shape, okay. give him some discipline. And he famously swearing up and down. I mean, his jokes you don't have are to, made about it. You don't have to do it. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I don't know what he said. It's probably German swearing anyway. But Oh, then go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he said. But yeah, no, that was... Lots of swearing going on. If they're going to swear, swear in German. Because if someone's going to swear at me, I want it to be confusing and terrifying at the same time. It can be confusing. Yeah. German? Yeah. And terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever listen to uh, Tool's record, Anima? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember there's a, a musical sequence on there? Uh, it's just a, some electronic uh, kind of metallic noises. And there's a speech in German. And it sounds, and he's going, nah, 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 and the crowd's going, nah, 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 nah. they're reacting to what he's saying. It sounds like German propaganda, for wow. sure. This had to be from the Nazi era. That's what it sounds like. Not Hitler, but somebody. Wow. And it's real. It makes your skin crawl. If you do a, re a search on what he's actually saying, it's him reading the recipe to make hash brownies. Wow. Yes. So he's like, add the butter. And the <laughs> crowd's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Two eggs. Wow. It's really something. Yeah. Well, you don't remember that? German has that character. Yeah, I don't remember that. It's been a while. Um, I bet but it yeah, has. German does have this character, although, and some people think it's his hard edged language, you know. They've never heard Marlena Dietrich sing Mein Blondes Baby. In German? In German. It's just, she, I mean, just rolls off her tongue so smooth and huh. sexy. Yeah. yeah, you don't really think of German, no, German you as, don't. A, as a, uh, well, as a romantic, romantic tongue. Yeah. You know? uh, same, a lot of those languages are like that. You know what mein I mean? blondes baby. Are you singing it? Vergess mich nicht. Louder. No, nah, we won't do that. You just did it. I just did it, yeah. So, okay. Loud enough, though. It, well, you got to do it soft. That's kind of the way she did it. So. I see. Check out Mein Blondest Baby by Marlena Dietrich. That's your homework assignment. I don't yeah. Okay. Or, um, yeah, Deutschland über alles by Nico. Okay. Deutschland über alles, which means what? Um, Germany over everything. Wow, that sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> well, I don't see any complications there. Right. <laughs> Not a good example of what I was talking about either. I read a book one time called Hitler's Willing Executioners, okay, which yeah. detailed the 100,000-plus Germans, day-to-day -day civilian Germans, that assisted 
with the Holocaust. All right. Right. In some yeah. fashion. Yeah. Right. Um, petty bureaucrats. Okay. I read something that the Voting Rights Act happens in 1960, right? Voting Rights Act, Lyndon Johnson. Is it 60? I thought it was a little bit later. 64. There you go. Right. 64, 65. Yeah. Okay. Right, because Kennedy had already been whacked. So, yeah. Um, and um, what was I saying? Something about uh, Kennedy and... Um... Oh, yeah. Voting Rights Act. Thank you. Lack of drugs. Um, so really, when you talk about American democracy, free yeah. America, right. free America, you really can't go any further back than 1965, right? You really can't talk about... It's a about, line you draw in the No, in I'm the saying sand. you cannot talk about a free America and you're talking about 1955. That's not possible because there were people in America, citizens, that did not have the right to vote that did not... Do you understand what I'm saying? It's well, not a democracy. It it's, is not it's, a free country. So there's... <laughs> freedom's been incremental, can we say that? Okay, but uh, freedom's incremental, but, you know... And in, in 1776, uh, we made a giant leap in the direction of freedom. Still not a free country, though. And it's still not today a free country. Well, it's... Okay, incrementally, like you said. But sir, I would say, I would argue... That at the very minimum, everybody has to have the right to vote. If you want to, if you want to like start setting tiers of freedom, okay, that would be a, a, a first tier for me. It, it, can everybody? It's not what the founders thought. Okay, well they're dead. Um, I guess we'll all be dead. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I get you. I get you. And I, I, right. I mean, that's the cornerstone of democracy is one person, one vote. Right. Okay. So working from that th that theory that we're not free as a country until after 65. Okay. Because okay. this, this is what's disturbing to me, is this idea that it's okay to challenge the election. Okay. It's okay to go through. It's okay to deny the intelligence reports to the incoming president. Right. Now, we know that 9-11, that function was somewhat responsible for 9-11 happening. That slow transition in 2000... After the thing, where we went through all that shit with the vote counting and the thing, that was a very important time there. Right. That was a time when the FBI was getting messages about, you know, about things. And, and, and hey, we got guys on the watch list here taking flight classes. Right. Now, they had their hands full at that moment. You know, there was a lot going on. So, I'm saying, this idea that freedom is so strong and so solid, that it doesn't matter what Trump's doing with this, and it doesn't matter all of this conjecture. Who says that? Because, well, I'm hearing that. I'm yeah. hearing, like, freedom is stronger than this. I'm okay. hearing, like, he, there's nothing he can do. This is our, this is our system. Right. This is the way it works. Don't worry about that. That's a guy who's a sore loser. This and that. But if we've only been free, really kind of free since 65, we're not talking about a real thick foundation here for what we would consider to be freedom and the way our country operates. Sure. It's only been happening for, what are we at? Uh, I can't do the math. Uh, you know, it hasn't been that long. We're looking at like 50 years. Yeah, I mean, once again, it's that line you draw on the sand. I, in 1865? 1865. This is a James history moment. 
there were uh, black congressmen in, elected from districts in the from in the South in 1865. Yes. Wow. I, and, did, I did not know that. And then, um, but when federal troops left, um, you know, the South, right, to enforce, you know, stuff their law, right? Yeah. Um, well, the Ku Klux Klan and right. and you know just took over and that right. that ended. Right. They were they were electing judges, they were electing sheriffs, they were right. electing congressmen, and that ended like ten years. I, that was over. Seventeen eighty eighteen seventy five, eh, pretty much until yeah nineteen sixty. Five, I'm thinking even the Voting Rights Act is. I think we're in a dangerous spot right now. And I think what got us here is the fact that we view modern history as the struggle between capitalism and communism. And we view fascism as a hiccup, something that happened in a moment. And I don't think that's the truth. I don't think fascism has went away. I think fascism, fascism insinuated itself into our structure. Okay, so fascism is a state of mind. And I think we've always had people, and you, I, once again, right. you could go back and, and, um, and look at people in the, uh, amongst the founders, those who did not trust the will of the people. Correct. And, you know, wanted to set up systems that really the elite were the only ones that, to be able to vote. There was and, a property requirement. Yeah. And th they've changed that, but they've left everything else the same. And I and I think that's a fascist a fascistic thought. It's a fascistic. Absolutely, I have a right to vote, and this person does not. Yeah, because yeah. they are because, less. Because I've got more stuff. I've got more stuff. I know more. I am in the game more. So the only thing that about that is though that is, uh, fascism isn't the only kind of authoritarianism. Uh, the biggest authoritarian country in the world right now is China. And that's that's communistic. You are so China bashing these days. Because they because they kill those journalists is that what the deal is? You didn't like them executing all those journalists. Well, no, I don't like that. But is that was that the deal breaker for you? Or no, they're an authoritarian regime. Okay. They 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 do not have a democracy. They don't believe in freedom. They are they rule too big? By decree. Are they too big to have a democracy? Or is there just too many moving parts? Too many people? I don't think so. You don't the, think so? The, the uh, so the impulse to. Um, control uh -huh. and the impulse to freedom exists simultaneous as it does here it does there too but we don't have floods here that kill 60,000 people you see what i'm saying i mean life is different there it's just different well that's to say that socialism isn't cooperative it's ba it's very cooperative i didn't say that well you you you're, you're, you're kind of saying, okay, there's a flood, people got to act together to battle this flood. I'm saying you're working on different scales. You know what I mean? You don't have time for it. They have three times the population we do. Right? I think there's a billion people there. They're two billion, huh? Yeah. We're doing pretty good, though. 330. It's not bad. We're killing, we're, we're killing on coronavirus right now. <laughs> do you see our numbers? I don't want to get off of the China thing, but we are beating the shit out of the earth right now with this. Yeah. No one's even close. 144 yesterday, new record. Yeah. Five days with 100,000 or more cases. Yeah. Every goddamn person in this country is going to have this in the next three months. No, I don't. I'm not good at math, but. Um, is there any. Neither Republicans. Is there any avoiding the coronavirus in your mind? 
do you feel like you're going to get out or? Well, actually, I feel a little better now that this vaccine is on the horizon. Yeah, but the vaccine is, is the helicopter coming to get you out of the shark water. Right, sure, right. sure. So, yeah, oh, a lot of people will get it between now and yeah. then. Absolutely true. I really feel like it is, it's out there now at 144K in one day. I know we're, we're testing a lot, this and that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think this is just a, a marketing push? For to, Pfizer? For Pfizer, for virus acceptance, for... It's a possibility. It's a possibility, right? Yeah. We're testing a lot, and the tests are kind of shoddy anyway. Well, I I, I'm not going to say that. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say it. But right now, it has not been peer-reviewed. So there's The that. testing. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's all yeah. hogwash. So, well, no, it's, we, we kind of got to trust what Pfizer says. I heard you that can only machine, go so far down that road. Yeah. I don't trust them. They haven't earned it. They're about to make a shit ton of money, though, huh? Good uh, lord. Right? Good lord. And which, fine, um, if it's doing what there's, you know, if it can end this thing. But I'm saying, if we, we'd go 100,000 plus cases for the next 60 days, you know what I mean? Like a quarter of the fucking country, the F-word country has <laughs> it. You know what I mean? I think we're going to be lined up to get that. We're going to be crawling over each other to get that virus, that vaccine. You know what I mean? That's the plan here. In 10,000 cases a day, no one's going to go get that vaccine. Why not? Eat shit. I'm not going to go stick some needle in my arm because 10,000 people in a country of 330 million can't avoid this. See what I'm saying? You, this needs to be a, a, a plague. I mean, uh -huh. he said China plague. And that's what it needs to be to get this virus, the, the vaccine, the way they want it. I really feel this is ugly here. No? Do you feel any of this? Like, this, these numbers are bloated, no? All of a sudden it's like this? Uh, they got the virus I, coming out next, the vaccine I coming out really next week? I don't really know. I don't really know. What does your heart tell you? Clearly, um, we, haven't, we haven't done well with containing this thing. Negative. So. I mean, true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And we're doing worse, uh, according to the numbers. Yeah. I tell you what, the streets looked empty today. Mm. You know what I mean? There's less people going around. We're in purple mode here in California, or purple? Yeah. I mean, they're talking nationwide mandate shutdown. This, this is what's being discussed now. I mean, they are gonna—they're gonna string us along at 150k a day, talking about shutting the whole thing down. You know what? Here we go. All right. Well, that was an interesting little break there we took. Yeah, yeah, we're uh, back on, though. We're back on, folks. You didn't hear that probably 20 minutes or so there. Right. Not to go into detail about what happened. Um, I'll say that, medically speaking, I'm not feeling very good right now by what happened. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, um, it's alarming. It's, it is alarming. It's very alarming. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, you know, as certain as one can be that it was the food that I ate yesterday. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's good. That I felt weird. That, that makes me feel good because you're not a doctor. So that's great. It's, well, yeah. so there's that. I get it. You know, I get it. It's always alarming. But at any rate. Um, Let's finish up and get the fuck out of this studio. It's all good. Let's do that. It's all good right now. Okay. You're feeling good. Yeah. Okay. What we were talking about before you left. It's democracy. It was democracy. And the fact Freedom. that. I don't think our democracy is so solid like it. You can't really consider it in terms of a 300-year thing or something. You know, they say, we've been a country for 200, but no. 
I mean, until everybody can vote, that would be the earliest I think you could start that discussion. So that's what I'm saying with 1965. Well, for the for the sake of the discussion, that's what we are saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That may not be true, but that's what I'm well, saying. Well, I don't think you can look at a country where, where, where women can't vote where minorities are excluded from voting. Yeah, right. I don't think you can look at that and say that that's a democracy in a free country. It, it may be on its way to that, but it's not that. Right, and I heard... Right. Um, and we have become increasingly democratic since, you know, 1776. In terms of uh, a person with white skin, you're saying. Well... Because certainly... Just as a whole, we've become increasingly democratic. I mean, for instance... Okay. Um, I don't know the exact percentage, but I'd, I'd say it's under 20% of American citizens had the vote in, in 1790. 1790. Well, that's, you know, the first uh, year of the, you know, government under the Constitution. Right. So I think that's, um, we've definitely got a lot more democracy now than we did then. So now, instead of 20%, we're at... Uh Everyone that's eligible to register to vote minus felons. Right. right. Well. So we're getting there. We're and getting there. Right. Right, 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 right. And if you can explain to me how a person sitting in prison doesn't have the right to vote, I'll listen to that. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything. But I really have not heard it. I have not heard a cogent argument against prisoners. It would voting. seem to be that a person in prison has been charged and convicted and is, is living out a sentence... They got a front row seat to the way the government works. Well, that, and beyond the fact that their sentence wasn't, like, also you can't vote. That yeah. just seems like some caveat that's thrown in at the end to exclude people. Yeah. And if we know that our, our police system is selecting for minorities, right. that's clear. This seems like maybe 1965 is, is too soon. And that is the problem, I think, a distinct problem with the language of the 14th Amendment because there's, there's that exception made for except in, as punishment for crime. Okay, so maybe we need to make an adjustment there. Take that line out. Take the line out. Yeah. What do you think about maybe just coming up with a new constitution altogether? Because it seems like this one... I'm going to say no. I understand it's a living document, but it would seem that its past seems to prevent us from making meaningful changes for the future. For example, the Second Amendment. Right. Uh, well, the, the, second, the Second Amendment worked fine until 1977. Okay, what happened in 77? The, well, um, a hard right-wing um, bunch took over the NRA. Okay. And began to lobby hard for everybody should have a gun. Hmm. It was already okay to have a gun at that point. Yeah, right. Right. It was, it was a... a Organization for Teaching Teenagers Gun Safety. Sure. It stopped being that. Stopped being that. Hardcore. Right. Looks yeah. like the Boy Scouts stopped being what they were. Thank God. I, wanna, I don't want to switch reels here, but explain to me how the Boy Scouts of America is bankrupt. Bankrupt. Because of so many lawsuits. But the Catholic Church is richer than ever. Yeah, right. When you put... Put... When you put old men uh -huh. in unquestioned authority over young men. Right. What? Diddling? Seems like that's 
they start diddling? A certain, well, not everyone, but a certain number, a certain percentage, and it seems like it's a pretty large percentage, just by looking at the uh, the Catholic Church. Let's talk about the Pope for a moment. Pope Francis. Yeah, I like this guy, basically. Okay. Leftist priest. What do you think about Pope, Pope Francis going after those those cardinals? He hasn't done enough. I know, but he, he, he excommunity, he defrocked that guy. Um, and very good. And, and he has been uh, a positive force for... Um, gay rights and respect. And apparently, JP too, John Paul II, who I loved, apparently he knew about the shit, didn't do anything, did and promoted the guy. Promoted and him. If these people come up through the priesthood, as they, as all popes have, they have to know. They have to know. Yeah. But beyond having to know, he was made aware of it. And things came out. Right. Then we then we do know they And know. John Paul II kinda of went, Well, there's no hard evidence. That was his that was that was his, his logic on that. And that was a lie. Okay, and so now we gotta get through him, Ratzenberger. Yeah. And now we're on to Francis, Papa Francis. Yeah. And now finally he's stepping up. I mean this this is has to be the greatest pope of all time, right? I I, I like him, yeah. I think I like him. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you what, John Paul II Kick rocks as far as I'm concerned Still at this point. A Catholic. Right. And I and if you hear a pejorative edge to my voice in that, yeah, it is. is definitely there. Because you got a problem with the Catholic Church, basically. I got a problem with the church. Right. If you believe in ghosts, you're crazy. Okay. Well, we don't want to use a rubber stamp that says crazy. Crazy. Okay, you're just gonna start stamping <laughs> people crazy. Um yeah, I, I... I think that's fair. I, I see religion as a form of insanity, yes. I mean, it's, it's, it, you have to accept as true things that are clearly not. Well, what, Ghosts. What, what, I, what I've always heard is uh, religion, is people for, who are, religion is for people who are afraid of hell, <clears throat> whereas spirituality is for people that have already been there. <laughs> I like that. Right. Well enough, um, as far as it goes. Is there any saving the Catholic Church at this point? In your mind, I mean, could 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 they clean house and make changes like like the you're abstinence asking, thing? You're asking know. the wrong person. I'm, I'm so they can do no right. I'm Diderot. I you know the the people will be in chains until the last king is strangled with the entrails of the last priest. Hmm. I'm torn on the Catholic Church. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm 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 against being molested. Right. Like I don't like that. Right. Hate that. You know. Um, I do like the pomp of it, kind right, of. Does that sure. make sense? Sure, like sure. The regalia. Well, it's part of the things that have, did appeal to people over the ages and impressed them, and yeah, but, made them be a part of something. And, so, uh, would you say that we we've now progressed to a point where now we could start as a as a population, kind of weeding some of these superstitions out a little bit? Yes. Well, it's it's happening. Right. We see uh, church attendances went down, but yeah, the power I, that the Catholic Church has over our country has not dissipated, I don't think. Yes. You can consider the Supreme Court. The founders who were all totally on board with separation of church and state. Right. Um, well, I think we've mentioned this before. This is a founder's moment. Where Thomas Jefferson and, and John Adams live long enough in their old age, ex- exchanging letters back and forth. Right. This is the 1820s. Right. And all these new wacko religions are popping up because right. there's no established religion to kind of tamp that down. Right. And they thought they thought religion would just 
slink off for sure in, in the face of reason and enlightenment. Right. And it did not work. It did out not do that. that. In fact, it kind of did the opposite. I see. And they were and they so they say they're talking to each other in their letters. What did we do? What have we done here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Huh. But it is happening. The the long arc of history, I think. Um, well, there's more dead religions than alive ones, certainly. Yeah, there's more, right. There's there's more gods that were worshipped than ones that are currently worshipped. My worshiped. answer to my father at one point was, uh, "Hey, uh, I only believe in one less god yeah. than you." Yeah, you're practically an atheist. Yeah, there's four hundred ninety nine thousand gods you don't believe in. Yeah, and I'm I'm at five thousand. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So, it, it, it's a good argument. Not one that takes that often, but I think it does. I, I think um, a couple of jabbering idiots here. Religion, I know. I know us. But, I'm saying us. Can I can I go after us for a moment? Jabbering idiots. Jabbering idiots. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm a, I'm a jabbering. Idiot. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with you too. I, here we are. Yeah. Trying to unpack religion, and I, that's going to happen on its own. I, I I mean, the fact that we're people that you know, speak our truth to that, and there's a lot of other people that do too, um, in a way that they did not 20 years ago, they definitely did not 40 years ago, and so it's something that is progressing. Um, atheism, agnosticism, you know, those things are, th- in fact, unbelievers are Third, I think, mm-hmm. after the Catholics, and uh, I forget what the third one is. Yeah, at any rate, yeah, yeah. Uh, the unreligious, the irreligious, the unchurched right. is like third on in of if you want to call that ideology or belief sure. or whatever. It's the like third, so it's a major ideology. I guess the reason I brought up religion further to the earlier discussion about the democracy not being so solid yeah is that we seem to have a lot of faith right in institutions uh traditions things like this right and i think our acceptance and assimilation of religion organized religion in this country to this extent has now made us particularly vulnerable to thinking that our democracy is rock solid and that it can take any interference, like we're seeing from the current administration. You see what I'm saying? Right. This, I think the people that want to take over this country, that were upset about the 1965 Voting Act, right? I don't think they're gone. No. I don't think they're dead. And I think that ideology has been passed to sycophants and lieutenants. I think it's worse than passed. I think that it's an inherent part of human nature. Okay. That the willingness to to take orders and the desire to give orders. So, so I'm worried about this. I'm worried about Trump removing people at the Pentagon, high-ranking people, and putting people in those spots mm-hmm. that couldn't even get bipartisan uh, support. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about him re- removing generals and decision makers at every level in the military. Oh, he did, he did put a sycophant in charge of the Defense Department. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. He's got one at Attorney General as well. <clears throat> right. So, I mean, if you're going to do a coup, these are all things you're going to need to do beforehand. Right. 
Right. He, he doesn't have enough generals. That's what I think, but how many does it take? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's the tipping point? Right. Um, you know? And in Doctor Strangelove, it was just one. It was just Jack one. Jack T. Ripper. I'd like to make a few points right now, if I may. <laughs> I mean, when he explains how we got to launch a preemptive nuclear strike. I mean, it was all legit what he was saying. Well, right. It was all legit. And, well, that was the great thing about that movie. Was yes. He did not unpack any wild conspiracy theory Nothing. that wasn't already held by thousands of people. Sure. Yeah. We so, need to react to this. Yeah. Was the idea. Yeah. Um, so do you think we have, within the Pentagon, within the military structure, do you think we have this group of small warlords who would, would prefer a military state over what we have, and knowing all of that luscious oil that's everywhere and everything that's left, they're thinking to themselves, this is our last best chance to take this over and take over this planet. Okay, we had to talk about who would be behind something like this. Okay, lizard, and it would have, lizard people. It would have to be the oligarchy. Yes. We'd, we'd have to have people like Charles Koch. The we'd giant have have, octopus. We'd have to have people like uh, Robert Mercer, uh, right. you know, on board with with this plan. And so these are people that need an environment that favors business. Sure. And, you know, and war to some degree is... <coughs> is uh, is good business. However, the destruction of the United States? Let me refer you to I don't Senator think so. Daniel Inouye of Hawaii's okay. testimony during right. the Iran-Contra okay. hearings. He's quoted on the floor of Congress as saying this. <clears throat> there exists within our government a shadow government with its own air force, its own army, its own fundraising, and it is free from any checks and balances. Mm -hmm. Then I refer you even further back. I believe it was, it might have been Roosevelt, could have been Woodrow Wilson. Okay, what did Wilson say? Wilson? There exists a power in this country that is so powerful, a secret power that's so pervasive that men dare not speak at a regular volume if they talk in- Against it. Against it. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and Teddy Roosevelt did talk about it. He called it a phantom government. Phantom government. He was talking about, he was talking about uh, um, Morgan and and you know and, and Carnegie, Gould, Gould. Right. Yeah, he was talking about those people. Okay. He was definitely. Well, I think it is. I think that is the genesis of it. Is those people. Yeah, and yes, the counterpart of those people, Bezos. Yes. Bezos doesn't want. To ruin the United States? Hell no. He'd like to create markets in other places. Yeah, actually. yeah. And I think that's where most of the oligarchy is. Making money. They want the government off their backs. Right. They want government, you know, small right. enough to they can do whatever they want. Right. But they don't want to kill it. No. Um, you, don't just, you don't destroy the market. Yeah. You got to make money. Yeah. So... I'm not the, worried about Bezos. The number, the number of people military people who have already chimed in and spoken very plainly about what Trump is doing to this country by uh, alienating our allies right. and, and um, you know, speaking about, uh, and, then, and then Trump just, you know, he steps in it when he says, 
calls American servicemen losers and suckers. I think he lost the election with that phrase. With that, with possibly. That. Yeah. He might have won if it had been not, you know, for that. For that, he said it, you know. So I, I don't think there's enough people, military people, like you reference, right, to get behind him. Okay. He doesn't have that kind of support. Right. He's not charismatic enough. Look, there's a theory that, that white supremacists have infiltrated police departments. Sure, we know country. that's true. Okay, well, it's a, it's a generally accepted or not, that's something that's out there. No, we've got we've got numbers. Uh, I saw a story from years ago, uh, somewhere in North Carolina. Some uh, anyway, somebody got busted at the at the base. They had a, a, a Nazi tattoo. Right. Okay. So they made all the soldiers come down, strip down to their skivvies, and photograph their tattoo. Mm-hmm. And they found a disturbing percentage of these white supremacist-style sure. tattoos. So is it possible that the, the rank-and-file military as well has, to some extent, been infiltrated by white supremacy? Well, once again... Um, I would say my feeling is no, because the military, I've always thought, is the place where minorities are treated like... You know what I mean? Where it's it's more equal in the military because everybody it's all subjugated by rank, right? Like we're all in the same. Well, team. right. I mean, I, I I'm I'm old enough to remember the way blacks were treated in Vietnam and and in the military back then, and that became such a big deal, right? That um, well, if you had dark advancements skin, were made in that direction. Yeah, at that time, if you had dark skin, you were sent right to the meat grinder. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you were a casualty. Yeah, right. That's exactly it. Right. So. <clears throat> But, um, well, you know, the bottom line is Trump just does not have that kind of support. That the, I don't, you know. that there, that ideology exists in the military is separate, and it's true. I mean, it's, there's a lot of those guys in there, and more than exist in the general population. But that fact alone does not translate to support for Trump taking over the government. I don't think it even remotely. Yeah, I don't think he is charismatic enough. That's it. That's it. I'm taking a picture of this. <laughs> the wet pavement? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That'll be on an album cover at some point. <laughs> I know. I feel like, look, I'm so scared of COVID right now. I feel like I just want to stop the show today. You know what I mean? I want to go. I want to walk, find a place to wash my hands. Well, so at this point, so what happened isn't exactly uh, a symptom of of COVID. That? Yeah. Oh, I'll be double checking that on WebMD. Oh, yeah. As soon as I'm done with do this. Do that. Do that. I will. Because it's uh, it's it's not necessarily nausea. It's uh, um, fever. Okay. It is one fever? What else? Um. Uh. Chest pains, uh, chest nasal pain. stuff. I have tons of chest pain. What do you mean nasal stuff? What do you mean? Um, congestion. Nasal. No, con- my nose is pretty clear. Yeah, so. But do you have to have the congestion with it? or? Well, so it attacks your lungs. Right. And, it, and your lungs protect themselves by, you know, building phlegm. I see. And that gets into your sinuses. And so that's, so nausea. But not the throat, you're saying? Do you, do you get a phlegmy throat as well? Or just the nose? See what I'm saying? Is there a sore throat component to this, or a coughing component with the throat? Maybe. Hmm. I, that I couldn't say. Well, I don't feel like I'm coughing. Look, the chest pains are pretty strong, but I don't feel like I'm coughing more than I was. Yeah, so fever so, fever is a big one. Okay, fever. Okay, I, I don't think I have a fever. Yeah, and that's the indicator. 
uh, as well as, well, the big one also is loss of smell and taste. Well, Believe me, that didn't happen just now. <laughs> well, I can smell this coffee. Yeah, so, yeah. I think I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're good. And, and I'm good. I'm once good. again, those were not symptoms of the COVID. But I, I was reading on the CDC site that you, you don't want to be in the same room with someone having that issue. Yeah, puking and... Puking. <laughs> <laughs> we did say it, didn't we? We did. That's okay. That's okay. That's what happened. Puking's I okay. suddenly got nauseous. And... So we only have one edit for this show so far. So, so I, you know, I, I had a lot of beans yesterday with a lot of lard. Please do not throw... You know what? I don't want to hear this. because I'm not going to have you throw beans under the bus at this point. I love beans. The I'm beans big... had nothing to do with this. I think it had. I think that's the direct but not, cause. But not because because it's beans. There's an inherent problem with beans. I think it was the refried beans with the lard. Uh, my stomach was. My, it's a little too delicate for that. Okay, but you eat bean burritos all the time. Not really. How often are you eating a bean burrito? Um, so I usually have the beans at uh, Quattro Milpas. You can say that. Yeah. I'm happy to plug them. Yeah. One of the best places to get tacos. Absolutely, in San Diego. absolutely, and national city if you're in the area. And um, I don't think they put lard in their beans. It's just a big pot of beans, you know, sure. with you know spices and stuff. And that place, you go by that place. There's 15 people in line. Yeah, or doesn't more. matter. Not during the COVID, anytime. Yeah, or more. Or more. Yeah. Uh, although during the COVID, I have been able to hit it when there's just a couple of people in line. Mm. But you know, not. At 11 or 12 or 1, it's mm. more like 2, just before they close. What about Chris at the coffee shop? That was a goddamn super spreader event there. That yeah. was the most disgusting thing I've ever so seen. So he, he was sneezing and, and coughing, and that's a little more he wasn't in that a, direction. Okay, then you missed the coup de grace. What was that? He was clearing his nose, like firing, closing one nostril and firing out the contents onto the ground, oh, into wow. the air, everything. Oh, Jesus. He did it like three times. Then the third time, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. Do you understand what's happening right now? We're in the middle of a thing here. Folks. And you can't say, I don't have it. That's what he said. Not a thing. I don't have it. <laughs> not okay. a thing. Oh, okay, no problem. Blow your nose into my and face. Probably not, you know. Um, I mean, we were outside. But yeah, Nonetheless. Right. Still. I mean, I'm not going back there anymore. Ah, maybe I'll go tomorrow. But then that's it. Yeah, right. I am done after that. Well, you're not even going to be here. Well, you don't have to say that. I'm just <laughs> trying to trying to get my, you know, sure, help people. Look, but we're going to be here look, anyway. We'll see. Wear your mask, please. You will be here, even if it's not me. It could be, you know, we might have guest hosts, folks. For right. Some shows. I uh, mean, we've got a great guest host lined up. Right. This is a whole new ball game, actually. You know, for me, for several reasons, but um, right. Yeah. But. You know, so the show will continue. The show will in, continue. In, obviously, it won't be as good with me not here. But the yeah, you know, but give James a break. <laughs> no, no, Morgan is wonderful. Morgan Miller the third, I think, will probably be coming in. Great guy, wonderful Great. artist, wonderful uh, artist. Yeah, and he's so, a wit in, in in his own right. He's okay. Well, he, I don't. He's not as funny as you. No, you don't want to build it up too much. For yeah. Oh, for you? No, for people. For the guests. Well, and for me, too, because it hurts. <laughs> it hurts to think that No that. one could be as Thank funny. you. Right. Thank you. No but, one will take uh, your place, that's for sure. Well, I don't think anyone would sit in this chair. <laughs> this is horrific. Especially now, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing bleach, though. Okay. If I ever Fair do. enough. Okay. Um, 
but we, we've got some issues here. And, and democracy is, it, it seems like it is on the table. It's not so much Trump's going to bring the military in and take over Washington, D.C. Right. It's not so much that. But it's that the number of people that are trying to delegitimize yes. the election. Yes. And could this now be a thing that happens with every single election? Huge recounts, right. challenging it. And the election cycle becomes a five-year deal, right? If we lose faith in a fair election, right. that, democracy's done. Finished. Done. Finished. Yeah. Yes. So at some point, you've just got to say, hey, uh, maybe it's not quite right. Maybe it's not quite accurate. Hey, well, we, we had to go through that in 2016. Three million votes, and we still didn't get it. Sure. Well, so that, that's pretty you got to accept right. the game. I think... Okay, I guess the hope is once we finally do get him out, things will go back to normal in terms of that. But I really think the Republican uh, senators are going to play this out for the next two years, and they're going to try to run on it in 2022. Well, here will be another interesting... I thought this was going to be the big bellwether, what, right. where people are at. There's another one coming up on January 5th. Yes. Um, will the people of Georgia... Yes want to see a Congress that can do something, even though it's going to be Democrat? Well, it's a blue or state. Or will they continue with gridlock the way we've had? Georgia's a blue state. And I think with the presidential ticket not on that ballot, yeah. I really think it's going to hold. I, I, I think that I think you're going to end up with a with a tie in the Senate. I, I think Biden's going to There's have, going to be a lot of money oh, it's thrown already in the state on both sides. Which, again, is another positive thing if you're a Democrat. Let them battle this a little bit. Yeah. Let them spin their wheels and spend another month on this. Stacey Abrams is down there, too. Boom. She's, and, she's a hard charger. And a lot of kids just turned 18. They are eligible now for yeah. this January Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and because the... All right. It's been thin. Yes. The margins. In, sure. In, in, and... 14,000 is, is some people. Purdue is ahead. Well, he slipped back down, though, underneath 50. That's the thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so he was he was up 51, 51.8, now he's down below 50. It's real close. And Warnock is, was ahead, yeah. the Democrat, but the two Republicans near him, if he had their votes up, was quite a bit more than Warnock. Okay. Well, let's just see what happens. So we're going to see what happens. We're it's another happens. bellwether. We're going to see what happens. God, we need to stop with these bellwethers. And I really don't think the people of Georgia being insulted as thieves by the Republican administration is going to endure, you know, endear those voters. That's, that's kind of true. It's, I mean, they're telling them they're, they're garbage. Basically. In fact, the, uh, um, the administrator of, of elections in Georgia, who is a Republican, right. he got testy with the whole idea that um, there was voter fraud in yeah. Georgia, which yeah. they're, they're claiming. I mean, you're insulting a whole group of people, bipartisan. Including, well, the Republican head of the, the election. I can't do this. Yeah. Can we start saying good morning? We can. You want to say it good now? morning. I don't want to cut you off. Good morning. It's been a weird one today. It's a weird good day. morning. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like. Good know. morning. What do you think? Good morning. Good morning. Let's just say an acceptable way for, so? for the whole show. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Say good morning today. Yeah. Good morning. I like the way we, we, we pack, unpack good. all of this stuff for the, for the audience. Why? We bring them in. We bring, bring them, them in. to our, our decision making. Like this is a business meeting here. 
this is a staff meeting. Yeah, and you're invited. We can't so, hear you, but you're invited. You can. Right? You can hear us. <laughs> Welcome to the staff meeting. <laughs> so, what do you think? Okay. You want to say good morning? Good morning. You want to do You did. All right, good morning. Good morning. And thank you, Dave. Thank you, James. And uh, please enjoy Nicey Nice World as they play us out. And uh, have a wonderful... And thank you for that. Oh, we actually have credits. That's a free plug. What's a credit? Because well, I don't want to get into a thing here, but well, they give us our, you know, I know, but but it's a plug. Intro and our outro. But when you mention the thing, it's a plug, not necessarily a, you know, you're on some other publishing. Well, they're providing us with a service. I know, and I'm plugging them. It's not a plug. It's a credit. It is a plug. It's a credit. It's a. It's I'm a, mentioning their name so that people will be like, oh, I like this. Let me go look for it. That's a plug. Like when you see Ez catering at the end of the movie? Yeah. Because they catered the... Well, that's a credit. That's a credit! Okay, but that's a film. And this is a this is a, a program. Yeah, exactly. Look, I'm not going to get into a big thing. With you, <laughs> all right? it, I believe that it is a plug. Folks, if you're listening, if there's a marketing person out there, what's the... Uh, with new uh, email. Um, momentary Mama. Momentary Mama. M-A. At, at gmail.com. M-A-M-A. Yeah. Momentary, the word, and then Mama. Make America Moral again. Right. Uh, at gmail.com. Please let us know whether you think that's a plug or a credit. Uh, okay. It's probably it's totally not. It's less. It's semantics. You can't just say lexicon. It's, you don't have poetic license in the lexicon. <laughs> you have poetic license when you're writing poetry. You're studying music. Alright. Have a great day. Good morning. Thanks for listening to the show. Thank you, Dave. Oh, she purchased most of the stone.